2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 130. Ah, we're out of the 30s, baby. See ya. You're in our rear view. Now we're out to the 140s. Woo! 140s. We're so close, guys, to 150. Okay. And then we're close Ah. to 200. And then we're almost done. Rob, could you be quiet for a second? I'm trying to ignore the wild game over here. <laughs> I would just do what you did for the rest of the NHL season, Russell. Just continue that. Continue that process. Yeah, just it's no problem. Uh, that's okay because the playoffs are really short. They're definitely not super long in the NHL. Uh, we're up to 140, and it's from 1973. It's the Whalers, Bob Marley and the Whalers. It, it's it's it, depending where you look with Catch a Fire, uh, guys. Wait, listen, no time, no time to mess around. Okay, I was late getting on the thing today because I was too busy being a parent, and all these guys are mad at me because I went out and played volleyball with my kid instead of coming up with a parody song. Uh, but uh, and, and actually, these aren't parody songs; these are actually real songs that are on the radio. And let's turn on that Where radio. Would you rank yourself on the athlete scale of the volleyball team you were on. Were you still still number one? With a bullet. Well, actually, my kid's getting really good. I might be, it might be close now because I keep punching the ball when I'm too lazy to like go after it. I just punch it. And my kid's like, don't punch it anymore. Don't do that. I'm like, I want to punch it. She's like, don't punch it. She's like, it's illegal. Is it, is that a legal hit in volleyball? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can punch away. So hey, what you don't, I'm doing a legal hit in volleyball. Did I ever tell you that I played league volleyball with my wife for a long time when we were in Vermont and I didn't know anybody there and I didn't especially like anybody there. And I'm not very good at volleyball. Right. But all I did when I was there is I once had a guy who I was like, Hey, this guy, he gets everything. Let's nickname him the umbrella. (laughs) Nobody went along with it. He hated it. And every time he'd do it, I'd do put my arms up like this. Like I'm a bird. I'd be like the umbrella covering the floor, the umbrella. They hate it. Soon after, they actually changed the day that volleyball happened, so I couldn't go anymore. So, <laughs> coincidence, maybe. I had this thing when I was, uh, I was probably like, I don't know, 12, 13, and I was going to like some sort of Rosemont basketball camp, and I wasn't very good, but I'd go to the camps and everything and play. And one year, I had like a good year, and I started making all these shots, and all the older kids on my team start, started calling me Deadeye. And I didn't really know what that meant. I was like too young to know what it meant. (sighs) And so I started running around, like acting like I had like a fucked up eye. (laughs) So like I'd make a shot, they'd be like dead eye, dead eye shooter. And I'd come to like running down the court, my eye and shit. Cross your eyes like tiny Zeus Lister and be like, ooh. (laughs) They're like, no, that's not what that means. Did I also ever tell you guys that I once had like, do you guys remember play Hosea from the Gophers where the crowd oh, would yeah. always chant yeah, play Hosea? He was of like, course. the team. Crittenden. Yep. he was the mascot. He was the guy everyone wanted to get in the game at the end to celebrate a win or whatever. And in my senior year, I was on a, an intramural basketball team and the championship team of the intramural basketball played the staff. So the, the coaches of the varsity team, the assistant coaches, all those guys, right? Classic. Coach Bender. You played against Coach Bender. Played against Coach Bender and Starner and all those guys, Matt. So oh, Richfield's <laughs> finest. Mm. Uh, so we go. And there was also one of the coaches, I forgot his name, Gates. And he he was called Dr. Doom because he would just oh. block every kid's shot, right? Oh, no. yes. There's so got to be one. Guy. Yeah, he so the one who's not giving any quarter. I tried so hard to give myself the nickname in high school of the human apocalypse when I played football and nobody else said it. <laughs> I thought it was a great nickname. <laughs> so, so we're playing the 
I think it's a great name, Rob. Yeah, it's a, my, my any name, living oh, up to but the any name you give yourself, I mean, it, it instantly just gets knocked down like three pegs, doesn't it? It, yeah. it never, I, in my mind, it never himself. ever takes off ever. So we're we're right. playing the we're playing the staff, and there was a lot of people that showed up for like there was a couple hundred people like students in the crowd watching it, and at one point, all the fans started cha- playing put in rosters like they were yelling for me the whole game. And I was like, what the fuck's happening right here? And so I pulled our, one of our best players at the very beginning of the game. Like we had like seven guys on our team and I was not one of our starters (laughs) and everyone was cheering for me at the beginning. So I like walked up to the scorers table and like called out one of our best guys and everyone went fucking ape shit. He's heating up. I think I scored, I think I scored zero points that game, but I remember being like the king shit of the game just from a people cheering for you. Boom shakalaka. Do you think they were cheering for you in the same way they cheer for like radio? I think it might have been a little bit like that, yes. <laughs> okay. Just wondering if we're all on the same page. <laughs> Rob, it, Rob, it wasn't it, it wasn't afterwards oh, like there were women running up to me yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for a date afterwards if you were looking at that one. I mean, maybe it's a Rudy. Maybe it's a Rudy moment. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you've been moment. there. You've been on the grind. You've been doing that intermodal mindset thing. In, in my mind, they all, they had all remembered that dead eye moment from like five years before when I was the dead eye shooter at <laughs> That's basketball right. camp. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Doom. All right. So <laughs> who's the adult who gets his rocks off by rejecting shots from like eight year old kids? Fucking Dr. Doom. There's always one. There's Listen. always one. Rob, is that you? If you were a teacher and you played in a middle school basketball game against the kids where the parents came and maybe you blocked somebody's shot, maybe like one of the girls shots a little too hard and it went back at them and you felt bad for it for a long time, that would be fine. And then you turn around the crowd and you go, that's why they call me the human apocalypse. All right, let's get in. Very confusing. Uh, Let's get into K-Rob. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, unfortunately, I make a huge mistake sometimes, and I ask people, do you listen to my podcast? Now, normally, the answer is that they run and try to jump out the window of the bathroom. Or they say, oh, you have a podcast, even though maybe they're married to me. But there's one thing that they say where I know they're not telling the truth. They say... I'm catching up. Uh, yes. <laughs> we know those. I listen to the podcast. I'm just catching up. I think I'm on Madonna, but I'm catching up. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanna, but I'm catching up. That's a good song. People that I ask. Do you listen to my podcast? Our podcast. Well, they say I'm just a little behind. We release on Tuesday. You've got one day, babe. No excuse, babe. You've got 24 hours to listen up. Oh, switching up. I know you're lying when you say you're catching up. I don't think you're trying. I think you just gave up. Oh, sad. That's what you're replying when you say you're catching up. I say I don't mind, but I really do. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. What kind of hurtful, Rob? The, the, the people who, who tried and gave up, up or the people who never tried at all? 
You know, I'm so used to the listeners. I'm so used to people not asking any questions when I say I have a podcast that 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 doesn't hurt anymore. It really doesn't. Like I'm I'm dead inside now to that. When I'm like, I have a podcast, and they go, Oh, cool. And then we move on. It's like, okay, well, I guess you could. Rob, do you ever have like you're out in public somewhere and you're with someone and And they mention, they start mentioning a lot that you have a podcast to people and you're like, please stop. Like, you're like, no, I don't want anyone to know. Or like, do you you like ask them to knock it off or what what do you, would you do? It's like a podcast fan. One of the most, one of the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me in my life is when Matt came out for that surprise birthday party and brought clips of the podcast (laughs) that he played over a boat while a captive audience of 55 people who could not escape unless they jumped in the Hudson. (laughs) <laughs> had to listen to a bit about me jacking off wearing VR goggles. Like who? Like you know? You know what I realized? That is a that is also a my greatest thing. moment. Rob does hold parties on boats where people can't get away from him. He makes them mm-hmm. stay with yeah. him the whole time. I've got four guys here. They want to talk about Bob Marley and the Whalers and or just the Whalers. Uh, I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good, Rob. It's been a long, long time. Since I've gotten a decent night's sleep. So oh. I appreciate being staying up late with you guys here again tonight. All right. Well, I'm going to go real fast times. tonight. I'm not going to get distracted. Okay. I'm not going to. Don't worry about me. I've got Aaron. Uh, I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing tonight? Guys, I've never known happiness. I've never known what a sweet caress is. Still, I come on this podcast and laugh like a clown. Rob, won't you help me? Because I've got to pick my big, deep, basing, low-hanging balls up off Whoa. the ground. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. When your balls hit something that's not your underwear, always a bummer, right? Like, if you sit in a chair in your kitchen nude and your balls touch a chair, like, right now, if you're listening at home and you're by yourself, get naked and just put your balls on the ground. Not cool. Never good. Nobody likes it. Not great. Like, you ever try to do push-ups? I was like, oh, I'm going to get buff. Every time before I take a shower, I'm going to do push-ups. I did one, and my balls hit the floor, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Fuck this. Ever. That was or torture. You get, it, you get it caught in the back of your knee joint or something like that? Jesus, Russell. <laughs> what do you think was going on? I'm confused of that knee joints. It's like a <laughs> nutcracker back there. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, I'm looking down trying to figure this out. Yeah, that's well. It's worse than slamming it in the drawer. Yeah, it's it's slamming it in someone drawer. else's knee drawer. Where my socks are, by the way, makes sense. Still, I still want to <laughs> emphasize that. Uh, and I've got Rosie out in California who's psyched because he just bought lifetime tickets to the A's games. Oh, oh God. Already, what? Jesus. I, I been, don't keep up on the news. <laughs> I've already been three times this year. Uh, hey, if we... Keep going at this pace. We'll finish this podcast in 400 years. Let's talk about the Whalers. Oh, it's so great. The idea that like my last thing I do on my deathbed is like click Podbean, like upload episode. Like, <laughs> I know the last thing you have to resend us the password so we can take all this shit down. Yeah. <laughs> if Rob, I'm warning you, if you went, if you went down, if you, if you crapper, hit the crapper, like whatever in the next album, hit the crapper, hit the crapper. The first thing we would do is take every episode down. I would come and haunt you guys so bad. This is my <laughs> legacy. I want like my robot overlords to hear this and be like, this is very good. We should bring Rob back to life. He had a lot of good robot bits about our robo balls being caught. Russell, in our you're already robo- listening ahead to next week. I mean, cripes, how far ahead do you listen? I apologize. Two or three weeks ahead. Wow. Rob, That's impressive. If Rob hits the crapper. We're taking it down. Don't say that. It makes <laughs> yeah. me sound like I'm going to die falling into an outhouse, which is one of my top three fears of all time. Well, I they think score, that's man. One of the, 
No, oh. penalty. <laughs> you know what? This is a great moment here. Penalty. We're, we all can see each other in the Zoom call. Matt looks to the left and they think he's watching the Timberwolves. When he's looking to the right, he's watching the Wild. And he is rarely ever looking at us in no. the camera. Yeah, not interested. Not interested. Yeah. When I'm looking this way, I'm watching TV. When I'm looking this way, I'm actually I'm doing a little bit of, you know, we promised to do no research. Oh, he's doing research. During yeah. the pod. So. Oh, he's doing research. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I got a thing and I got a ticket in the mail the other day that I got caught hooking. I had to explain to my wife I'm in a uh, hockey league. All right, let's get to our <laughs> voicemail. Is that what they said you for hooking is she a ticket? She actually bought that. See, see. That's all. <laughs> I mean, if that's worry, all it, it is, just I, might, I might start participating. <laughs> what kind of money are we talking here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually about $200. Uh, all right. <laughs> but Aaron, remember, I don't kiss on the lips. No, no, or in Home Depot. You do, you don't kiss them on the lips, Russell. Like they're gonna want to so bad. If I'm hooking, no way. Oh, if you're hooking, <laughs> he's, he's the Julie Roberts of this shit. Yeah, don't you? Give I would it love to see Russell hooking. That would be my favorite. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Guys can't record tonight until ten oh five. Got my job. <laughs> All right, let's get to the voicemail. I'm going to warn you. This is a long voicemail, but also I think very sweet. Oh. Hi, this is Charm, um, oh. weekly downloader, second time caller. Nice. I forgot. Now, the person we've never met before. I got to tell you, I was nervous that Charm had bailed because here's what happened. Okay. <laughs> One night I got pretty high and I went on the Beck to Better <laughs> Instagram and I just started following people oh, who no. like followed us. <laughs> what are you and doing? I was like, oh, there's Charm. She called in. I'll follow her. And then I realized no. that a bunch of random guys following somebody's Instagram might seem aggressive. And oh. then I never heard from her again. So I was like, oh, no. I drove away the fan because I'm a pervert. Oh, no. Hey, you want to know what's going to drive her away again? When you talked about admitting it out loud, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> During the middle of her voice. I don't think she accepted mail. my friendship request from Beck to Better. <laughs> By the way, Charm, disrespectful. Okay, follow it. Get that friendship request. <laughs> I want to see what's going on in your life. Uh, all right. Uh, then we could listen. <laughs> nope. You're just digging a hole. The next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> Our one, like the one organic fan we have beside Magic Mike, who I also think after we didn't pick up that Amazon package, I haven't heard Jack from him either. So um, I'm not going to lie. In this uh, stretch of the 130s, I was getting a little nervous that you so guys are deep. getting a little sick of making this podcast. And uh, I just want to call and assure you that there's people out there listening and enjoying what? every week what? who um, are not really. We literally, we literally four, jaws, four jaws dropped open. <laughs> Can we rewind that just, just that like, part one more time? Out of the blue, just telling us they appreciate Maybe our just work. slow it down. Just Paul, and assure you that there's people out there listening and enjoying every week who um, are not related to at all. Oh, bingo! Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I played this. I, this was so nice. I pulled my kid over and played it for her. Okay. Until it got to a later part where she gets super dirty. But I, this is such a sweet voicemail. The, I, again, we've talked about it over and over. The idea that anybody would listen to us talk about this is so stupid. I can only imagine what she thinks when we're talking about Minneapolis geography and St. Olaf, the limestones. Okay, and not only that, guys, but I will say this. This is the best. And then guess what my wife said to me this week? What's that? Do you have anything to wipe off my hands? That's what she said. But what she, but what she really <laughs> said to me is, what she really said to me is, hey, the, podcast, hands, that's was, nice. that's, that's the podcast is actually really funny. 
And I was nah, like, what? She doesn't listen. Of, yeah, Russ's car story drew her in for some reason. Who knows oh. why? But <laughs> it, they, she, she th- said it was funny. She said it was great. She said, what's your favorite part? And then she said something about Aaron, but I wasn't really listening. All right, let's continue the voice. Um, and maybe we listen every week with our partners so that we have something to actually talk about wow. with each other. And, uh, you know, we're learning a lot from you guys. Uh, now, I don't know what you're learning, but it's imagine sick and sitting. She is sitting there with her partner at the podcast. I imagine they're just looking at each other, like deep in the eyes, listening to this podcast and being like, oh, so Aaron has a honing rod. Very interesting. Hmm. We should think about that. <laughs> like, so then she has now we asked to say, what do you think about us? So now she goes through it here. Um, you know, oh, no. Rob is teaching us new uh, tips and tricks and acronyms for the bedroom mm-hmm. and the toilet. Uh, Sounds like somebody's done a guy on top 69 to me. Thanks. <laughs> Or an AC Slater. Russ is teaching us, you know, exactly how a lady should be treated oh. by uh, blindfolding her while she eats. Oh, no. Uh, no Aaron, with his weird as hell food shit, is uh, teaching us that, yeah, the hamachi crudo is actually quite delicious. Oh, that hamachi right. crudo. Charm's right. Yep. Hamachi right. crudo. A true fan is not true catching listener. up, is, is listening. And I had to play this because my song was so depressing. That this, I had to play this voicemail to get our spirit. And uh, Matt, our hilarious mean old daddy, is uh, teaching us oh. that you don't actually got to say a lot to say a lot. And maybe some of us are hoping that our partners eventually pick up on that. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, Matt, you're so inspired. So listen, if you are married to Charm, okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay? You are talking over the podcast and she has to push the 15 second button back. She doesn't want to do that anymore. That was yeah, a dead eye <laughs> shot right there. Yeah, dead, that was eye. dead eye. You can talk about it later. Plus saying more by saying less. doesn't even make sense to me. I don't get it. But um, I kind of wanted to force you guys down memory lane and um, make you kind of remember all of the really fun content that you've created. So I wanted to know what your favorite bit or story from, or I guess joke from the podcast has been. Um, you guys have amassed quite a catalog and <laughs> staring down the barrel is like another decade of this. Oh, so I oh, wow. uh, just Thanks. wanted to uh, take you guys down uh, memory lane so that you guys mm. keep doing this for us. Thanks for all your time and your effort and your work. Oh, and sweet. I'm excited to hear your answers. Bye. First of all, Charm. Oh, amazing. You have to make a call like this probably every 10 or 15 episodes or so. Because I want to hear you beg for more podcast episodes. That's what I want to hear. I love it. Okay. I think it's great. Guys, I you can't know, help but disrespect the callers. I can't help yeah, myself. Really, it's a problem. Yeah. It is. Just, yeah. Just as long as Charm doesn't die, then she'll really take, take a no, take no, a Charm. from Rob. Charm, don't die. But if you do and you want then us Rob to play really your funeral, if you, wanna, if you want us to do an episode at your funeral as a live show, you know what? We'd be honored. We'd wear our, we'd wear our full military whites. <laughs> okay? We, we salute you. We salute you. Thank <laughs> us Thank for, for our service. service. Hey, Rob, we would naval salute her. Oh. Naval salute. Give the naval salute. <laughs> Rob, I also like that charm. She's so sweet and she's so nice. It makes me think that other downloaders better keep downloading because we got options out there. So they, oh. those other <laughs> listeners better oh. keep downloading. <laughs> Oh my God! I didn't even think of that. Oh, God, he went there. Does it, do you guys have favorite? Mo- bit? I don't have a favorite bit, but I do have a favorite moment. 
I have a whole catalog of them, so I'll let you guys go first because I'm gonna. I could really take us down lane the lane, so I want you guys to go first. I've, I've hated every second of this. <laughs> I, Aaron, my, Aaron, what's your favorite bit? I like the moments that are that are spontaneous, unplanned, unscripted, or when things go slightly awry. So you're probably gonna guess my absolute favorite moment is the is the oyster oil on Rob's keyboard. <laughs> I just, oh yeah, Rob. <laughs> bought the canned Canned oyster and was showing them to us. I think about that every time I open my keyboard at work and I pray that it does not smell like oysters. That is the moment I was like, I need to stop using my work computer for real. It's such a moment. There's a lot of problems. Spontaneous. And then you handled it with a plum, but also the soundboard went fucking nuts. It was was so bad. We had like an hour cancel. We had like an hour intermission that night. Rob had to fix his computer. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, if this computer turns off and none of the stuff that we've done is saved and I don't get the sound of me spilling oyster juice on the keyboard i am going to quit the show like that's going to be it okay but luckily due to my technical genius i got it done matt what's your favorite part of the show uh least favorite part is uh don't talking about rosie's feet addiction because it's just not a real thing not a thing and then making fun of making fun of our wonderful listeners i just I, i i don't know how you guys do that and get any pleasure out of it. It's but, terrible. Oh. Matt did tell Rob probably about a hundred episodes ago that the, the foot fetish thing is overplayed in a, in a, in a group text. And Rob listened for about two weeks and just barreled right through back again. Yeah. Well, I'm going to reference the future <laughs> voicemail that we're going to do next week. And we'll see what the callers have to say about that. Okay? Oh, we'll geez. see what they think about me making fun of Aaron's feet. Some of them are really, really actually scary. Like it. Oh, it's not Aaron's feet. It's Aaron's P. Sean, right? But I, I absolutely love Russell's done two songs now, and one of them's recent. But oh, Russell like doing the parody, I'm using Maricotes, <laughs> parody songs mm-hmm. have been hilarious. Yeah, and excellent. I know Rob gets in trouble, and maybe this is half the reason that I really like it. But the bit about the dentist just out to make money. <laughs> yes. is, and I was at and I was at the uh, the vet again today, and I got just nickel and diamond oh, today. So it, it brought up and and so that bit. Only because Rob was getting in, he just, he could not keep talking. He just wanted to get past that so bad. And it was like the one, one or two times that Rob legitimately is like, guys, move on. Kind of thing. And we just kept diving at him about how dentists just are out to make money and they're just a bunch of, yeah, are they actually doing anything? So yeah, Dental that, that probably was my favorite bit. And I, and Rob's sister listens and she's a dentist and I'm not, it's funny because it's Rob's sister. That's about it. Like I'm not trying to make fun of her. She's a very nice person. Right. And so that's that bit. I think about no, probably more than anything. What you else. enjoy is not my sister. It's my no. sister getting mad at me. It's not insulting. Yeah, matting you. You yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, you like the yeah, idea yeah. of me off mic getting in actual trouble and getting like a real, <laughs> right, the real mean text about it. Like Immediate. somehow we figured out what Rob wanted to move on from because oh, he's the one who's always yep. beaten a thing to death, right? And so we found the one thing. Rob getting in trouble with his sister that we've got a, I don't know if we can find another one, but that one was pretty funny. I'll tell you what, I've got two bits that I love. And honestly, one of my favorite ones ever was the whole Russell on the James Brown. (laughs) When we played that a million times, that made me laugh. My ass. The Rolling Rolling Stones date, the disaster date from Star Time. Think about that, that was a good one. all the time. I think about Russell's date where he couldn't hear anything and they went and stood in the hallway and still couldn't hear anything because he was like, <laughs> I think they opened with, 
Wild Horses. And Matt's yeah. like, nope, they didn't play that song <laughs> at all. And then I got to say the other one was the very first that the Beach Boys wife swap joke. Oh. I thought that because that right away has set the tone for the whole podcast. If you guys go back and listen to old episodes, which I don't recommend, but if you listen, you should, you, we cut out so much stuff that now we wouldn't even like we would have Russ and I used to email back and forth about certain bits. Like, well, should we keep it in or not? And now we wouldn't even blink. It wouldn't even make us think about taking it out at all. Like we, we have, maybe, well, much, maybe we should worse. go back. Maybe we should ask Cole's resort again. If they'll sponsor the wife swap bit I, again, you know, they, they must've canceled their, their, uh, advertising with us because we haven't heard about them in a while, mm. but maybe, maybe we should yeah. go back and ask them if they'll come back. You know what? They might be direct, on the show. They might be direct messaging us on Instagram. Maybe we should check that. <laughs> we, what if we had like millions of dollars of profit stuck in those Instagram messages and we just never got to it. That would be such a bummer. But just the idea that the wife swap is, it's such a funny idea of just taking somebody else's wife and just absolutely going to town on them the whole time hearing your wife get, have it done to them way better. Like just to, just to really tell you what you already know that you're just terrible at it. Like it was such a oh funny God. idea to be everyone's sad at the end. Like everybody on my half of the room is sad. It would be like really if you, if you'd be turn. like, if there's two roller coasters, right. And one roller coaster was like up and down and winding around and everybody's going, ah, they're screaming. They're like, Oh that my God. Roller coaster. And you yeah. were on a roller coaster that literally just went flat in a circle and then came back and didn't quite make it to the end. <laughs> like that would be the roller coaster of me on the wife swap. As a guy who's scared of heights, I would take the roller coaster that just went around and I would be happy as shit. There would be no complaints. Russell, Russell at the end. Yeah. Woo. Russell, what's your favorite bit from the show? I have a bunch. So I've got, I categorized a few of them because I, I want, I had so many that I thought of, but I'll, I'll go through them quickly. But the first is um, I categorize them by person. There's different things that people bring to the podcast that I really enjoy. Um, I was going to start with Matt. I love Matt's mean old daddy moments. I love when Matt does a list and can't read his list. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah. When Matt can't read his list from the night before or whatever on the post-it note, I always get a kick out Flash of that. I see Menzies. And I don't think Matt was the first one to do this, but I think Matt might be one of the best that does this during the podcast. I'm a big fan. Anytime someone's yeah, a big yeah. fan, Matt is all over. I'm a big He's whatever guy. <laughs> and the best I'm ever. Does that, Matt, does that affect you in the real life where somebody says like, oh, oh I'm all a, the time. I'm yeah. a big yeah. wild. And then I'm with some of our, some of our uh, more loyal listeners and then they do it too. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Such a dumb bit. The best one ever we did with that was the giant Gary Bibb from the Curtis Mayfield episode. If anyone wants to go back to giant Gary Bibb. Giant Gary Bibb. I forgot that was the bit. The other, the other ones that I really love that. Gary Gibb talks like this. Hi, everybody. Come to my show. And Jerry Bibb is like, hey, everybody. <laughs> the, the other old miners all died or whatever that song was about. <laughs> One of my other favorite things that I think Matt does the best job of, of we love doing a flight tonight. We'd love telling stories about our flights. And, you know, we've had the ones armrests up, armrests down. Our buddies always text armrests up, armrests yeah, down. Yeah. I think that was <laughs> yep. a fun one. We had, the, we had the Roger Rabbit moment. We had the seat leaning back discussion. But my favorites are definitely Matt. Matt's had like all the smells on the airplane. And he's also, oh, my, Matt's oh. my favorite of showing up a minute before a flight, like being the guy who walks really slow on the walkway oh. to get in front of people, being the guy who blocks people trying to get off the plate. I love Matt's flights Incredible. tonight. Oh, it's so good. Sharpen those elbows. So Aaron, the things that jumped out for Aaron, to me, it's just like things in Aaron's life. 
that are so <laughs> unique and just make Aaron Aaron and make him so fun to talk to on this podcast. Um, some of my favorite stories from Aaron have been his driver's ed repeated story about the pregnancy and the porta potty. Yes. Oh. Oh, such a fun story. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Holdridge. Thank you, Mr. Holdridge. Hey, for was that person? Up. I can't remember the bit. Was that re- person really had a baby in a porta potty? That's a that's, that's the true the, part. That's of the what story? he told us, and he told us the story twice within a half Jesus. an hour. And that child's name, Biffy Jr. <laughs> and if you remember, Rob also had a joke in that episode about how <laughs> you can't get pregnant if you put <laughs> someone over the blue porta potty <laughs> one. <laughs> so porta potties are so great because they're like, hey, you know that blue stuff you use to clean the toilet? What if that was the toilet? There was like, fuck. <laughs> Dr. Biffy was like, damn. <laughs> Do you think, now let me ask you, Dr. Biffy, the man who invented the Biffy, the outdoor toilet, do you think he's actually Biffy Tannen from the Back to the Future and he went into the future and like fucked up and he was like, oh God, what do I remember? What do I remember? And then he's like, oh yeah, I remember in the future, everybody liked to shit outdoors. So I'm going to make these Biffies. Haven't we done other Biff Tannen jokes? Like the wine has Biff Tannins in it. Oh, I just changed the Beck voicemail message back to the Chuck Berry. This is your cousin. This is the dude you're looking for. It's like a 30 second bit. Not funny. Very good. A a few other Aaron moments that I really loved. One was when Aaron wrecked his car in the hunky dory episode. I'm sorry, Aaron, that we laughed at that, but it was a very funny story that you told. It's a good story. It's a good story. I also loved the one where Aaron's prom date made out with another dude on the Miles Davis episode. Oh, Oh, God. Oh my God. I'd forgotten about Just that. Just there breaking my heart. This is good, Russell, because I need stuff for songs. This is good for songs. I need to make a song about these. Another one that was one of my all time favorites. My recollection was that Aaron laid off a, a lady wearing a pumpkin outfit on Halloween. That's <laughs> exactly and how it went oh, down. Oh, <laughs> and then no. we were shocked when Aaron managed eight people. When Aaron told us he managed eight people, everyone was, everyone's jaw dropped. I'm up to 13 now. now oh, my God. You're, upper, you, you're getting close to upper middle management. Wow. You're not just lower middle now, management. 13. Yeah. Or middle management. Aaron, yeah. how many, like, do they call you Aaron or do they call you Mr. So-and-so? They call me director so-and-so. No, they call me Aaron. <laughs> they call you, they they call call you director so-and-so. You realize no, how bad it sounded when not. you said they it. Call me, they call me Aaron. No, of course that's how they call me. All right. And you don't tell you haven't told him about the podcast like Russell did with no, his coworkers, God, and no. he immediately uh-huh. he regrets no. it for the rest of his life. <laughs> no, no, sir. I, I another my last favorite Aaron just life story was that when he worked at Walmart, I had this marked as one of our oh. five favorite bits of all time. Oh. When Aaron worked at Walmart, oh it was God. on the Curtis Mayfield episode. I highly encourage everyone to go back and look, listen to it. Oh my God. Oh. Thank so you, Russell, Russell, what's your plan? Should we do it? Do, do we need to come out with a best of of some of these are your favorite this bits might from just every be a, person? Yeah, this might just be the best of like a with the clips. Yeah. So the you other know. ones I love with Aaron. To me, Aaron's food brings a dimension to this podcast like no other. We all talk about food sometimes, but Aaron does the best job. We had the nutritional yeast story and jokes on the <laughs> Missy Elliott podcast, <laughs> yep. which was fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. You st- are you still rocking that nutritional yeast, Aaron? Are you still eating that stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Although last night my wife took the bag over to a friend's house for uh, for a wine night. So I have to get some more. But yeah, we shared it with some friends. So your wife went to a wine night without you? Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to stay here with the kid. But yeah, mm. she took the nooch. She took she the nooch popcorn. Different oh, socks. The nooch. <laughs> I didn't she took, took the nooch, and, home and then she came back with different socks on. Matt's <laughs> right. That is a good bit. 
<laughs> and then my last I've never seen these socks before. And then the yeah. final Aaron food story that is an all-timers from Star Time. It's the dandelion greens and Rob <laughs> threw a shit fit yeah. over Aaron eating dandelion greens. If Rob has only had like four rants on this podcast. That was one that was of his one. four he rants. Went ape shit. Yeah. I <laughs> it's still okay. What, what what are the other food things? But we got chicken in the in the tin. Yes. Yeah. And then what did the you have? Can. You brought like tortellini, tortellini on the hike. On the hike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we thought hike, was yeah. a euphemism for yeah <laughs> banging on a hike. Uh, we had the burgers yeah. too small, which I actually just I made that mistake again this week. Uh, oh I don't no, get burgers! Into it, but I, your meat too small. Yeah, the meat was too small again. Oh. I'm gonna save Pathetic. Rob for last. For me, I think my favorite things are getting dating advice from you guys. So going to the advice corner has always been. One of our favorite bits. I think it seems like it's working. It feels to me like it's working. Helping me Mm -hmm. out. Help me out. It feels like we're leaning towards something. Yeah, it feels like we're building. Yeah, Yeah, it feels like we're building. building I think I edited out the one where I said, just make the alphabet. So so we're definitely leaning in the right direction for another carrot cake (laughs) incident. We had the carrot cake incident on Maggot Brain you guys gave me help on. Super we had the, the famous oh bugs God. in the hotel room disaster from the clash. Remember the bugs in the hotel room? Oh my God. bugs. We had the pregnant lady date. Remember your guy shot when I told you I went on a date with a pregnant lady? <laughs> but the best part of that was the roll call of like of the dates that you gave later. Like oh. did it with two dudes in the same day. Like pregnant on the day. Like <laughs> Oh, it's like a life, a day of the oh, life type thing. Yeah, you should see how that pregnant yeah. lady's doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back on Tinder. See if you can. You is there like a history Tinder? Is there like a history you can see? Rob, we don't we don't talk about that app. That's that app's deleted. Rob, that app's deleted. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in this, it's on the floppy disk. It says Star Wars game that I have at my house. Um, do you now, Russell? I know, I know, and I'm just gonna make a guess right now. Yeah. Did you have a spreadsheet with your dates names on it and then notes on how it went? Okay. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. Yes. There's no spreadsheet and no notes. But there Why was are you a winking po- so big. There was a point a few years back where I, I legit went on like seven dates in a week, like a, a ton with like seven new people. Like he came straight. I wrote notes down and I put the notes up in my uh, visor of my car. The like the thing that you oh put my down. God. <laughs> that he's like QB one out there. We're like, he's got a wristband. Like Russell is playing chess. Oh, Russell, cool. You have a CD player. Can I grab a CD from your visor? Oh uh, <laughs> no! Whoa! Give it up! No. <laughs> and if you remember, some of our going way back, we had the lady who sent the food back. We had oh. the lady who swore a lot on the oh. day. Swearing a lot. Yep. And then my favorite thing about dating advice is sometimes it spreads to you guys. And it was when Rob talked about if he was dating younger women, DiCaprio style on the Fiona Apple episode. That was fantastic. I think Russ, the lately Russell guys, guys, I got to ask your opinion. Like he yeah. thinks like that. Yeah. He is completely right in this in yeah. the situation. I got it. I'm not wrong here, am yeah. I? Right? Like, you, and we're like, well, <laughs> I don't know, Russell, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, meanwhile, he's talking to a guy who only goes to the bathroom in his basement. Man's like, I don't know. You, yeah. you should probably do whatever she says, honestly. <laughs> Finally, I want to go with Rob. The things that Rob brings to the podcast that are my favorite first are his intros. Rob's intros of us are always super fun. Um, and my favorite one ever was if you guys go back to the Stankonia episode. Rob did the AKA intros, if you guys remember those, and those were the best. 
What was it? What was it? Oh yeah, intros. those were hilarious. We might have to pull that one up now because yeah. Aaron, whatever Aaron was, that's the best intro we've ever done. Uh, my name's Rob, and nobody is as cool as me. I keep it fresh, and I keep this podcast so clean. <laughs> I love these bros, and now I want to introduce my co-host. First of all, I've got uh, Mister Daddy. AKA Big Daddy, AKA Doctor of the Inflatables, AKA owner of a bunch of extension cords, AKA yes. Don't Call Me Your Pal, I'm Your Dad. It's Matt from Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Rob, Daddy Fast X, B O G B O I. Yes. So happy to be here. Yes. yes. Next up, I've got the Doctor of Drinks, AKA Mr. Flying in First Class, AKA the Single Guy, AKA owner of the Advice Corner, AKA Big <laughs> oh, Dick, yeah. but in a weird way. It. It's Russell from it. Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I hear that Mother Nature's now on birth control. You think she's looking for a schlubby, mediocre bartender to hold? <laughs> Seriously, Mother Nature? She's single? Oh, God. This episode's going to be horrible, but great at all at the same time. <laughs> Russ is out there humping a gopher hole in his yard. Huh? What? Uh, and now I've got the California man, a.k.a. the weird guy, a.k.a. actually a perv, a.k.a. Dr. Jack off the oh, feet, a.k.a. AKA Mr. Hide My Browser when my wife comes to the garage, a.k.a. Yes. the candy man, a.k.a. the handyman, a.k.a. the handy part is about him jacking <laughs> off the tent, a.k.a. normal sized dick with tiny balls, his dick actually looks big, a.k.a. Mr. Frittatas is how he gets his porn on lies because he sees free tatas. It's Aaron from California. Aaron, how are you doing? All right, I will, I will listen to that. I'll pull it up. You know, Russell, I'm actually going to use this to make a best of episode. Oh, when we were D, too busy. The, and all the D's nuts ones. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was a good one. one. I still use, I still use how I'm a philosophy major. You all saw the D's nuts. Oh are. <laughs> I also love Rob's impressions. I love his calls from the beyond, from the bopper, Buddy Holly, Meatloaf, and Amelia Earhart, even though he bailed early on the Amelia Earhart. Oh, I had such, I, you know what? I woke up the next day in a cold sweat because I had a great bit for that. So if Amelia Earhart ever comes back, I've got a great bit. It'll come back organically sometime. Mm -hmm. It'll come back organically. <laughs> we got that. It's, we got a lot of episodes. We left. haven't heard this guy in a long time, but to the Tony Danza impressions from Rob were some of my favorites <laughs> ever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much like masturbating in the sense that I think it's great. I love talking about this. <laughs> Rob's Hulk Hogan deep dick and his wife and sushi. <laughs> Are some of my favorites. Blah, blah. <laughs> I can't like we can't even eat sushi without bringing that up. Like, oh. like, uh, <laughs> oh, too much sushi, brother. Oh, feel like a big brother. We still haven't watched that video. We gotta find that video, Rob. I actually did Here watch a video. Bubba the Love Sponge, the guy who got cheated on, did like a real interview a few a few weeks back, and he actually was using the phrase. Yeah, was my best friend deep like fucking my wife? Yeah, like they yes. use the exact phrases <laughs> that so you good. use for it. I also loved uh, Rob's Mel Gibson impression on the Kanye <laughs> Late Registration <laughs> album. Listen, the fact that we were doing Mel Gibson on Kanye was uh, was, was foreseeing the future. Yeah. And then one of my favorite, Rob, I don't know if this was an impression, but it was more of a mashup. It was the Buddy Holly everyday mashup with Biggie Smalls having sex. A classic. And I, I think uh, Aaron kind of said when things go off the rails, I think my favorite thing about Rob on the podcast is he he takes these amazing trips. Like he goes to Rome and he comes back and he doesn't tell us about Rome. He tells us like his thoughts on the Walgreens intimacy aisle when he's getting Cadbury eggs or stuff. So I love That's when true. Rob takes things off the rails. That's one of my favorite. 
the Cadbury egg ovipositor bit on the Hank Williams where Aaron oh. couldn't believe we were talking about it for a second oh, no. time. Now we're doing it a third time. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, if the aliens, if the aliens really did put out Cadbury eggs into your throat, I'd be letting those things hug my face all day and night. Be great. We had the Home Alone Jackoff House parody movie. If you guys remember that one. Oh, what? The West Bandits. This sounds like a dream you had, Russell. (laughs) We did a Home Alone Jackoff parody. It wasn't a song. It was the parody movie. Yeah, of the White oh. Bandits. That sounds very bad. We, had, we should not have done that. We had the, on Sly Stone, we had Hamburglar is a Brat. Remember when the Hamburglar is a Brat? <laughs> this is so stupid. And I love Rob's time machine bits. When Rob would do his rivets, smoke rivets, go back in time to make out with himself like in Talking Book. Time machine, so good. I, I think about that time machine all the time. Because sometimes I do think, I'm like, do I remember? Maybe I've forgotten now, but do I remember seeing myself in college? And every time the answer is no, and it's such a bummer because it means I'll never find a time machine because that's where I'm going, folks. Straight back to college. And I'm going to be like, hmm, what do people here really need? Ah, yes, to shit outside sometimes. Have you guys been in the new Biffies, by the way, that have like sinks? No bueno, by the way. Yeah, don't. And if you fill up a water bottle using one of those, it tastes so weird. Oh, God. God. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. So those were some of my favorite bits, Rob. I know I, I had a, a lot of them, but I, I couldn't help but share some of my favorite bits on the oh, on the podcast. Matt, what'd you say there? I, I over talked to you. Uh, you had a sink in the Biffy? Yeah, and one of my things. Okay, because I've seen them where they're outside now. Like no. most of, most time, if you've got a, a bank of them, they they have them outside, but not in the Biffy. No, I walk right by those. That. Don't use them. Power move. I, t- <laughs> yeah. I show everybody. You know what? Hey, guess what? My dick ain't dirty. Okay, especially <laughs> where I'm grabbing it, way at the base, like. It's not, I don't need to wash my hands after I use a urinal. Huh? Can we high five on that, guys? Huh? I guess it depends high on five? where you've been doing push-ups. Oh. Even if your push-ups are only in the privacy of your own home, then maybe, but. Why are you so sweaty coming out of that biffy? I was doing push-ups. <laughs> you have something for my hands. All right, oh, let's get wow. into rolling going. Oof, I'm going to have to make it short. It's, 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 it's time to yeah, see what everybody's up to. You realize that you don't need to have something good to be a highlight on this show. Oh. Russell just named like 10 highlights. Yeah. It's easy for us. It's a natural thing to do. We're naturally funny. And here with the funniest story we've heard all night, Aaron, rolling going on. How's it going with you? I was at the pool today. <sighs> this is a callback. What? To something important. How many times did you go to the bathroom, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Uh, about four times. Because I don't know what happens. What? My son has to pee so many times when we're in the pool. I don't understand it. And like, he tells you, and you don't just say, like, hey, shh. Hey, don't. Shh. Be cool. Be cool, actually. But you can just pee right in this pool. Everybody. <laughs> but don't say that out loud. And don't tell your friend's parents. You know, I, think I, the, I think the move at the pool is to, to like, make a big show out of going to the bathroom once. Yeah. So then you can go, you just go in the pool the rest of the time and no yeah. one will suspect anything. <laughs> I, I oh, still God, believe, no. I know it's fake, but I still believe some pools have that fake pee stuff in it where it turns like a color when you pee in it. Oh. So every time you got to kind of just test it a little bit, you're like, Whoa. and then you're like, oh, <laughs> any purple? Any purple? No? <laughs> All right. Uh, open up the floodgates over. <laughs> so I, Oh, that guy's swimming so fast. It's kind of like, did you guys have it where all of a sudden on your buses they had like the cameras right up front? And they're like, oh, yeah. we got cameras. 
We got cameras, mm-hmm. right? And there weren't anything but just a, yeah. a box that had a, a battery. So it had a little blinking yes, red light. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so that's like that's like the thing in the pool, right? Like one time, one spot, somebody got busted with the purple stuff. And that's enough to just deter anybody from peeing in the pool. Or at least testing it. I um, was in the pool with Wallace and Anna was a little bit further down the pool. And I heard her call my name and she was like, hey, hey, Aaron. I look over and she's pointing. And there's a guy in the pool doing samurai swimming, oh my treading gosh. water. He's in the Come pool. On. He's got his hands out of the on. water. And she she looks right at me. She's such a great fan of the podcast. <laughs> wow. She looks What'd right at me. Do? She says, she says, rolling going. How's it going? Because oh, she knew this. My God. God. That's my, that's my best podcast content. Sick. So I'm so and then excited. Got like, rock art in the pool? What? What are you heard that phrase? Right? So... I didn't, I didn't talk to the guy in the pool because I was with my son mostly, but we went into the locker room. Oh, no. And we're, no. Yeah. So we're going in to take a shower, and this guy happens to be getting undressed. And I'm like, well, I'm obviously not going to talk to him while he's naked, but maybe. And my son goes, hey, I can see your butt. And I was like, That's, oh. I can't, now I can't, now I can't <laughs> yes. talk to the I can't talk to my samurai swimming brethren. That so, is so I don't good. know when I'm going to get a chance to talk to them. But I was so excited. I'm not the only person who practices Samurai swimming at the at the pool because I had I had done my my sets earlier and I was hanging out. So so, uh, so what do you say when your kid says, "Hey, I can see your butt"? I just what? tried to say like maybe that's not something we want to yell to people we don't know. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not really. You know, yeah. I don't know exactly what to say. Like you don't want to like shame your kid or whatever. We kind of was like, hey, people don't necessarily want to hear that, right? It's like, hey, I can see you're drying your balls on the hairdryer facing up. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be the next step. Yeah, but let's face it: when you're putting hand dryers that low in the men's locker room, there's <laughs> only supposed to be used there's for only them. one use for them. It's to play the yeah, parachute game. You gotta get that foot up there, right, man? Oh, <laughs> play the parachute yep. game. That's why I'm doing yoga. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm eventually going to talk to this guy. Maybe we can have like a competition, or maybe I can learn a thing or two from him. But I was so excited mm-hmm. that I'm not the only samurai. I mean, it, feel, it feels like like cool. a July Fourth kind of like. Uh, challenge right we can hold sparklers like some in end hands, of summer right? challenge we can, like, both or something, hold sparklers right? like, and see you can hold them up out of the water the longest yeah. you got i like this this is great i'm gonna do it i'm gonna challenge him i can you imagine can you guys imagine everyone else at this pool is like why can't there be any normal fucking people at this pool <laughs> <laughs> like somebody is samurai swimming and then this guy's wife goes over and goes aaron aaron <laughs> rolling roll going, going, going. going with you <laughs> Isn't Someone it great to like, have oh. this like secret secret language fucking, among Doctor Seuss over there with a rhyme book, huh? <laughs> Jesus, would you find that at rhyme.com, lady? <laughs> Rolling, going, Matt. How's it going with you? Uh, good. We went to dinner tonight as a family. Um, we started getting into this. I don't know the routine of like playing a card game. Usually, it's like uh, screw your neighbor or something like that, where you can kind of just play and and go and it's it's turned into quite the thing so instead of having to actually talk to each other which my kids are like 11 and 7 right now so like you don't get anything out of them anyways we actually you know it's we thought we've had fun playing card games when Love we're it. going out to dinner and stuff and it yeah, kind of like keeps that. them I like that yeah tactic. so so that's been fun but as we're playing we're sitting next to this other table right and all of a sudden this lady and it must have been like an aunt and uncle or something i don't think it was grandma and grandpa but i think it was aunt and uncle with two nephews and the nephews were probably like eight and six or nine and seven or something like that. And the, the aunt starts telling him very loudly. He goes, well, you know, if you guys don't get your 
mom a Mother's Day present, the Mother's <gasps> Day fairy comes and puts coal in your stocking. <laughs> oh. And so my kids can hear this. So oh, they no. turn and they look, they look at me and Sarah and they're like, what? Yeah. What is a Mother's Day <laughs> fairy, right? And yeah, so that's a new one. It, made, it made me think of there's all of this bullshit that we Oops. teach our kids, right? And, you know, that comes out between all the different fairies and people that come Hard down. Work, chimneys. treating people right, a bunch yeah. of bullshit. The workers, you know, the workers actually control the means, stuff like that. And so, <laughs> I know there's things. I know there's you things. But your chains, it's like, you know. And I should have, I should have prepped you guys for this, but I know there's things that you tell your kids that isn't true, but you tell them just mm-hmm. to move on from situations. Can you guys think of anything you tell your kids and or nieces and nephews or anything? You know, like I, I remember growing up and my my uh, my best friends. Dad used to tell the kids like, oh, well, dogs don't have any sense of time. So we can leave the dog in the kennel for a oh. while. And forever, oh I thought God. that was real. Right. Until I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he was just, Can't that's, be not, true, right? that's not right. You know, but that's what he told his kids. So they're like, ah, nah, the dog's okay. Things like that. So what kind of things do you guys tell your kids that isn't true at all, but they still believe it? I'm happy I had them. <laughs> um <laughs> I might edit the that best out. thing that ever happened to me, right? <laughs> yeah, I might edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine now, high school and middle school, you kind of get out of that. I will say this this story, the only thing I and the problem is the only thing I can think of is my father-in-law. When my wife was young, my father-in-law told her, Oh, I can litter. I have a license for that. I bought a <laughs> license from the state, and then he just oh. whipped stuff out the window. <laughs> and so when she went what? to school, now mind you, he's a teacher at the school. When she went to school, they were talking about litter in school, and she raised her hand, very knowledgeable, you know, showing off a little bit and saying, "Hey, we, we call we call those people a gunner." Yeah, she was Hands a gunner. Are always going up. <laughs> she was a gunner. She <laughs> said, "Ah, ah, ah! Some people can litter. My dad has a littering license." And they're like, "Oh, you mean your dad, the teacher down the hall? I might go talk to him about that." Like, what a great <laughs> move! I remember when, when I, we used to go to. I'm saying it. store, the red dot store. And the, we, we, you would just go just to walk around in the middle of winter, right? Cause you just had to get your kids out of the house and just go do something. So we would go and Leo would want to buy every toy. He's 11 now, but until about seven, you know, every toy he wanted to buy and he always wanted to buy something a little bigger, but you'd, you'd look at the age on it. It would say like, you know, for ages three to eight or eight plus, yeah. right? And stuff like that. He'd be like six years old and be like, oh, well, Leo, it's eight plus. So oh. we can't get it, oh, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, <laughs> it's oh. like a hard rule, not a suggestion. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here, right? So for, that worked forever until, you know, about, until he's about seven. And then he started, well, I can, you know, I could do this, things like that. So <laughs> that's about the one thing that I, I could think of that was pretty harmless. Daddy that. says the dentist is for eight plus. He won't let us go. <laughs> Yeah. Daddy says the dentists are just trying to steal your money. Oh, don't say that. God damn it. We what is <laughs> edit that out. We had, I don't know what happened at school today, but Wallace had a lot of questions about nuclear waste. And so we were starting to like, he had, we were asking a lot of nuclear waste. And so I was mm. about to start explaining that that's radiation. And then I was like, I'm not going to tell him that that's what you get when you go through the things at the airport because then he's never going to go through the things at the airport again. So I had to leave. Yep. I had to leave that alone. But she had to tell that. That's how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were. Yes, born. that's what I was so, Yeah, yeah and, you know. and Bruce Banner and Hulk, Daddy. Is that why mommy cries told. when you turn on the microwave? Radiation. <laughs> I will say. Speaking of the t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my kids saw David and the Last Supper, and they, you know, so it's uh, Michelangelo, it, it of course. It, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, Leonardo. Right? Is that who did those two? 
Yes. I don't know. You were there. Michelangelo did the, no, I wasn't actually. Michelangelo did the David and Leonardo did the uh, Last Supper. And so I said, hey, you got to see uh, half the Ninja Turtles. And my kids (laughs) looked at me like I had four heads. They were like, what are Ninja Turtles? What are you? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They're teenagers. And they were like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) My kids are big time into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a new movie coming out. So, I mean, we're just, we're going to be in there. Have have they watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where Shredder dies at the end by getting crushed in a garbage truck? It's what? He gets crushed and you see his hand as he's there. There, Casey Jones crushes it and plays it like a joke. The man hey, is Rob. crushed in a goddamn garbage truck. Hey, Rob, pretty perverted, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this, listen, my kids, I don't mind if they see a naked guy with a brain in his belly, but somebody getting crushed in a garbage truck, that's too much. Yeah. Oh, Shredder, you know got crushed in a garbage truck. Russ, write that down. Another good bit. Roland going, Robert, how's it going with you? Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, Two two things. Number one, I got a new updated program to make my soundboards. And as you can tell, one of the things I get to do. Hey, Rob, we can tell we started 40 minutes late because of it today. (laughs) We can tell. That's hurtful because I've actually got it all figured out. But one of the things we can do is we can put emojis on my different sounds. So look at this. See this one? I put nice. fire on it. He's on fire. I put a middle awesome. finger on this one. Oh. I read that this week, we, we will probably get into this at some point, but I read that this weekend is the anniversary of Lemonade. That Lemonade came out this weekend in 2016. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I've I've been been drinking that stuff since going back to at least 2004. (laughs) Sweetened, unsweetened. I like that place. What's that place around the corner? They have fudge? Oh, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Very mature, Robbie. Hey, don't look at my Bing searches. Listen, I'm getting old enough now where my searches are very mature. It's like V-MILF. So is that your rolling going that you got a new soundboard? So do you have any that I should put certain emojis on? Oh, you know what? Harp? Do we have a harp emoji? We got to put the eggplant on the biggie one. Oh, God, you're so right. So anyway, that is exciting. In my, There is no harp symbol. <laughs> There's no harp emoji? What, what if I want to play there? harp with my friends? Well, yeah, Just what about music? Like, are there no Alice happens. Coltrane fans out there? Shit. Oh. <laughs> what? All these Alice Coltrane's people like, I can never text my friends anything. It doesn't make sense. Right. Okay, I'll put the music on. Oh, you know what? I just put music notes on it. All oh, this whole thing is music. There's so many music ones. That was a disaster. I put the music on the harp. Can you, can you edit it? You know what? I'm going to go back out. in time and take this off. So, guys, I decided not to put the music note on the harp one. So that was a good decision on my part. Uh, the other thing is I am trying to lose weight right now. And so my nutritionist is like, listen, here's the key. Listen, Why are you okay. trying to lose weight, Rob? Like, are you uh, trying to do, you lose enough to make something happen? Or No, no, <laughs> no. Stand up. That is still the best opening line ever. Just so people know, my opening line of my stand-up act has been and will always be I want to lose enough weight to cheat on my wife. <laughs> it's the perfect joke. It really is. It is. It is. It makes every, everybody I tell that story to laughs. 
I guarantee <laughs> I if I, left. I, I guarantee if I, if I met Malala and I told her that joke, she would laugh. <laughs> what the fuck? She would laugh. She doesn't laugh at anything. Her life has been a tragedy. Uh, now, the other thing is, so look at this water bottle I have at home because I need to drink uh, 200 ounces a day. 200 ounces of water. Just think about that. A can of soda is eight ounces. I need to drink 20 cans of Diet Pretty Coke. Pretty sure it's 12, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what? I think so. Okay. So I need to drink about 20, 18 cans. Rob, oh, Rob's family, I've seen his family uses like the small cans of stuff, like the, the, the ponies. 12 ounce curls. 200 divided by 12. I need to drink 16.6 cans of Diet Coke every day's worth of water. <laughs> is that good when my measurement for water is in Diet Cokes? <laughs> hey, are you drinking the Diet Coke first and then filling it with water? And then because that feels that like you're really cool. going to. Look at this very normal water bottle that I drink two of every day. That's a this is not bottle. close to the camera. This is right by my head. This is. How would you describe this bottle, Aaron? Uh, large. Yes, Aaron, you are a storytelling genius. I hope another podcast doesn't snatch you up and make you tell stories. Rolling going, Russell. How's it going with you? Everything's going good. Matt and I were actually talking. It's a huge night in Minnesota this week. We've got, or actually specifically today, right, Matt, the Timberwolves are on, Twins were on, Wild were on, all locally. And then the last one, what was the last one you said, Matt? Well, Hamilton's playing downtown at the Orpheum. You know what, Matt? I wasn't able to go to Hamilton tonight, and that's because I went yesterday. I went and saw oh, Hamilton no at the Orpheum God. yesterday. Yes. Oh, oh my God, Russell. Have you guys ever been to it before or not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've oh, been. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys think when you went to it? I didn't know what to expect, but I had a fantastic time. I was super into it. I thought it was amazing to watch. Uh, the crowd was super into it. What, what, what was your guys' response when you saw Hamilton for the first time? It is unbelievable. It is uh, crazy unique and crazy thought-provoking. It's one of a kind, something you've never seen before, never heard before. And then to see it live by actual humans, like doing it when, you know, in a, in a, in a place that's acoustically awesome and everything's built around it to be, you know, for the show, it's, it's completely overwhelming and awesome. You like, I, I think... To really understand, you got to see like three or four times so you can see what everybody else is doing on the side and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy unbelievable. I went in expecting maybe to not like it um, because I do, I do like Lin-Manuel Miranda, but he is also corny. And so I thought it was going to be some corny rippity rapping. And I loved every minute of it. I just thought it was fantastic. And I did boo King George at the end because that's what you should do for such a good villain. Oh, that's right. Aaron, I, yeah. actually, I, I thought about you while I was watching this, Aaron, because I've heard you kind of rip Lin-Manuel Miranda before. And I was sitting there watching this and I'm like, what the fuck does Aaron not like about this? This is fantastic. And I was, I, I had about a minute or two. I was so into the show the whole time. I very rarely was daydreaming or not paying attention. But the only time I thought about was why does Aaron not like this? I don't, I, I think he's a wonderful songwriter. Uh, I don't like when he casts himself in his own stuff. Cause I don't, I don't think he's that great. Uh, like I like the, the uh, screen version of Hamilton. I think they could have picked a better Hamilton, but, uh, but as a songwriter, like unparalleled and, knows hip hop and like really nailed a lot of the, the beats and everything. So I, I have no, no beef. Uh, I, it, it changed my opinion seeing it in person. It, it was, it was really impressive to watch. I really enjoyed it. And you know what I was going to ask you guys, I was going to say, yeah, let's say you were to take a, a theater goer to Hamilton. How long can you rest on that? As like, Hey, I took you to this. I don't want to, I can't, I can't be 
Like if I accidentally eat a little extra carrot cake, you got to let it slide because <laughs> we went to Hamilton. Is that like, does that, how many like mess ups does that save me? Do you, do you, do you have any idea what you're getting into Russell? It gets you <laughs> zero in <laughs> saves. It's worth, it's worth nothing. I know. You will what? not be credited for that at all, Russell. What? They, you, they, you, you, you might get like a pass on leaving the toilet seat up for like one night. If it's but then that the next night, day, if it's you like, just yeah. got, if you just got back from Hamilton and accidentally got in her way when she wanted to get into the kitchen, because she's hungry and yeah. she gets mad when she's hungry. She may even be like, oh, but thank you. But that's it. There is no bank. You are not banking this. It's gone, I've been Russell. banking it all day. No, you, can, no, you cannot. You absolutely cannot. We got to end the podcast. Russell has to give, has to That is the, the dumbest door. idea ever that it's going to buy you something. Like, you could be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I th- I didn't know it was a hole in the gas station. I didn't know what to do. I just did what I thought. Oh, geez. But remember when I took you to Hamilton? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't get you anything. Yeah. I like that Russ is apologizing for using a glory hole. Oh. <laughs> Don't apologize for I that, did Russell. have a few questions about the show, though. The, the first thing that happened, I'm in, up near the front. I'm coming up like about four seats in, so I'm not All on the crepes. How much Jeez. did you pay for those tickets? I, I actually just, got them pretty I've cheap. They were only 200 bucks. Everything else on every other night was like three, 400 plus. So I, yeah. I got them relatively, um, wait, I mean, hold on. I paid a lot of monies for these yeah. tickets. Yes. Like, right. right. Yeah. This, should, this should get me a few passes on some mistakes. But, Rob, no edits on this episode. We're good. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was going to ask you guys this. Uh, we're probably 20 minutes into the show. Lady, a few in the middle of the row of like a row of like 20 people has to get up and leave. And immediately, like everyone's giving her the daggers. And it's like, you know, if someone's got to get up and go for whatever reason you, they got to go. From my perspective, though, if you get up in a show like that and you leave, you're not allowed to come back until intermission. I think correct. you've got to sit out. Correct. You can't make people stand up again. What do you guys think? Isn't that the I rule think you're correct. You know, everybody's yeah. got a reason to go, right? Like you just upset tummy. Some, you know, everybody's got something. Yeah, and you got to respect that. Yep. But no, you can't come back like five minutes later. You got to just. This person came back about five minutes later. Oh. So like. You're in those, you're in like a theater seat. It's not like a baseball game where people are up and down the whole time. No one's right. moving. Right. And so we had to get up. You got to like get up baseball. out of your seat. No. You got to, it was, it was the That's worst. Terrible. I was going to see, I, I was thinking this person should have had to sit out until intermission, but is that too harsh? I just feel no. like that's the rule most places. Are they, or there's got to be like a standing room place or something they can. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can't make people get yeah, out in the middle. I agree, of the Russell. Act. It's that's so bizarre. They, they sh- you know what? You're right. They should stand out until intermission. And I'm going to repeat it just in case people at home didn't hear it. The, the next question I had for the show is <laughs> Is there like a TV version of this? Or, yep. So yeah. there are Disney certain Plus, characters that come out on stage, whether it's King George, Aaron, or Washington, or Jefferson, or whoever. And the moment they come out, the crowd goes nuts. And I'm like, oh, yeah. have all these people seen this on TV? Have they seen it in person? How do they know like that they're going to be cheering for this character when they when they kind of come out on stage? I think I think it's Disney Plus that has it. And I mean, there there are people and my kids. We, we've I don't know. There was a time we watched it probably like eight times in like a you know three week span or something like that. And I mm-hmm. know there's people who still watch it like all the time or they just have the. Uh, the uh, soundtrack, you know, that they play in the background or something like people love it so much. So absolutely people, it's like Tony Danza walking out, uh, you know, and getting an applause when Mona's sitting. Woo! In the, yeah. Yeah. People have seen know. it on Disney or they've, they've seen it in person. They're going again right. for sure. I love that stuff in sitcoms. Phenomenon. Then they had to take a beat where he's like, Mona. Yeah. 
<laughs> they've got a sick kind of smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mona, you're stuck in the dryer again. Whoa. <laughs> but but Prince George walks out in this one and people literally like go went fucking nuts yes. before he even said a word. I was like, this yes. is crazy. That's a lot of pressure. Or on King that George, thing. I should say. I apologize, but because he comes out, he just walks out and starts singing right away, right? Yes. Like, there's a ton of pressure on that role. Like you gotta fucking die, nail die, it. Die, 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 like that. Matt, you're ready. I think if it was yeah. Prince George, it would sound a little something like this. <clears throat> I come from England to watch you masturbate with a magazine. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen oh, the show, have you? Yeah. Did I get it? Yeah. I kind of got the gist of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Hamilton, I don't today. like you for some reason. Act your age, not your shoe size. I had a couple other things I had to share from the experience. The other thing is, we're at a horrible place in society still where women have to stand in the bathroom for like, in line to go to a bathroom for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. yep. at an intermission yeah. of, a, of a show. Change the fucking bathrooms, put a new bathroom in, get rid of a men's bathroom. There should never be a show where women have to run to the the exit to go get in line for the bathroom at intermission and literally can't get from their seat to their seat before the show starts because the line is so fucking long. What are we doing? It. What are we doing? Truth. For fucking idiots. We got to change something, Truth. right? Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Coming yeah. out with one of the greatest things that will save society this year. More women's toilets, please. You can just do what California does and just say a toilet's a toilet. It doesn't right. have to be a women's toilet or a men's toilet. Sure. Just, yeah. Yeah. Or any just toilet. People in and right. out of the bathroom. And these cameras are for scientific research. It's horrible. Right. Like you walk out and it's like people are standing in line forever and it's, you don't have a choice. You got to go. And it's it's the worst. It's like people can't enjoy the intermission at all. It's just a it's a stress thing. But I mean, Russell's right. Like indoor plumbing and sanitation is the only thing that makes these shows possible. Like that was such a massive achievement for society. And then we can't make any more advances. Like we're still stuck with whatever it was. You're right, Russell, man. It's time to think about this. The, the last, the last thing I had from the show, I wanted to see what you guys think of this. So I'm walking while, while my theater goer is waiting in line to go to the bathroom for, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. I went and got a wine. Well, actually I got, I drank one wine and then I got another wine. Oh, during yes. the oh class. <laughs> Ooh, I do enjoy slamming some wine. Like that's, a, that sounds like a Matt going out to dinner move. You know was what that, I do? I like was it. Was that second one supposed to be for her too? Kind of like the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, here, 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 me out here. So here's okay. what I do immediately in the intermission. I navigate my way through all the people to the front. Cause I'm like this line over here's only got one bartender. The one in the front's got eight. I'm going to get some right away. So I go over there and I only order one. And I'm like, well, I'm going to drink this one and then I'll get two more before the show starts. And, but what I did was I made sure to go to a different bartender. I didn't want to order one and then go to the same bartender like 12 minutes later and order a second. Smart. It's time for nobody's favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh yeah. All right. So let's get into the album. We are talking about, write that down, Russ. Good. Best bet. Uh, uh, we are going to talk about To Catch a Fire. Now, here's the thing with To Catch a Fire is that it's been released by so many record labels and so many albums or so many uh, uh, companies that sometimes it's credited as The Whalers and sometimes it's credited as Bob Marley and The Whalers. So you can say both. And there's actually two different album covers and they've released it a number of times with edits and, and different mixings and stuff like that. So it gets a little confusing. 
But this is their fifth album, but it's really the first one that got big outside of Jamaica. A lot of people credit this with being the album that got reggae out to the masses. Uh, and at this time, uh, Bob Marley had been in Sweden. He was, was in Sweden, and he was on tour with Johnny Nash. Do you guys know what song Johnny Nash sang? I, I fell into a yeah. burning <laughs> ring of fire. Yeah, going down, down, you're thinking down. of Nash Bridges, the Don Johnson show. Is that what you're thinking of? He yeah. sang. I, 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 are you sure it's not the guy from the NWO Wolfpack for life? <laughs> for life. <laughs> Dropping the jackknife power no. bomb. No, uh, Johnny Nash was actually playing point guard for the Suns for a while. But that was. <laughs> was he did he play for the Suns? He did, right? Steve Nash he also Nash? was in that Crosby, Maverick, Crosby, Sun. Nash, oh, Young Band. Oh my God, Russell! He was with Bill Crosby all that all those years. Nasty my son stuff. mentioned mentioned Johnny Nash yesterday because he said, "Dad, we're learning a song that has a bridge in it." I was like, "Oh, like it's about a bridge." He's like, "No, it's it's I can see clearly." And I was like, "Oh my God, you're learning about the bridge, and you that's amazing." I can see clearly. That is the song you're hearing in the background right now. Is Johnny Nash singing? I can see clearly now. So imagine that concert, and then Bob Marley comes up, and they were trying to get Bob Marley to be big and just totally flop. So they now the band is stuck in Europe and cannot get back to Jamaica, (laughs) and they cannot get back to uh, Jamaica. Until the record company says, hey, we're going to give you an advance on the next album. They go, okay, thanks. And then they use that money to fly back to Jamaica. And now they have a real eight-track recorder. They have a company that's actually going to record reggae in a great sounding way. This is the first reggae album that was like actually professionally like recorded in a modern way. Uh, a lot of people said this is, this is one of the best reggae albums ever. So let's get into To Catch a Fire. And you guys know Bob Marley, my go-to in middle school when I had to give a speech... This won me two Best Speech Awards. Wow, this song? In seventh grade? No, this, well, no, this song. I'll tell you this song, Concrete Jungle. This is the one I'll never forget. I had a bass lesson that I paid like 30 bucks for a half hour for, right? And I brought in this song and I said, I want to learn it. And then the guy spent 30 minutes trying to figure out what the notes were. And then I just left. And I was like, like looking back on that, I'm like, damn, that guy's brilliant. Didn't teach me a damn thing. This right away, you can hear the American influence on reggae. You can hear they were listening to Isaac Hayes and other stuff like that, I, th- I think. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Is the I intro. Mean, that intro, yeah. This is a great song to start off with. I've always loved this song. Yeah. This Bob Marley wrote that song, and I want to remind you, I brought this up on the last album, but this is when he lived in Delaware with his mom. Well, Bob Marley lived I, in Delaware in the late I'm 60s. In I'm in Delaware. That is a movie that is waiting to be made, that Bob Marley's Delaware years. What a great, that would be crazy. You're living in he's Delaware. Just, he's just forming LLC after oh my LLC. God. Bob Marley Incorporated. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> this joint counts as a expenditure. It's my business. Look at I'm smoking well, on the well, cover the of my laws album. Business laws are very favorable here. They're very favorable. <laughs> I have a good feeling about how the court outcomes will come if I use my indemnification provision incorrectly. <laughs> it's such a good bit. Oh, uh, you're giving your giving your identity away. Joe Biden was probably like, "I re, I re. I'm hanging out with Bob Marley." I, I was wondering. Next was- up, Slave Driver, where we get the phrase to catch a fire. Is this, have we done one other Bob Marley album since no. Legend? This is oh, the yeah. first one yeah. since Legend. No, Exodus. We did Exodus. Exodus. And Exodus. Better. I like this better. Exodus is a couple albums after this. Yeah, I prefer this. Oh, this is, sounds good. The beat is good. I love it. Uh, 400 Years. Legend was at 48 too. Exodus yeah. was 71. All right. 
the greatest. Guys, that means that we've done double the albums before and after Exodus. Can you imagine that? Whoa. We did 70 before and 70 to get to this point. That's crazy to me. Wait, that's not Bob Marley singing though, right? That's somebody, is that Peter Tosh? The, the bass player? I don't know. Or is it singing. Bunny? Listen, I gave a speech about this band. I know almost every yeah. member. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Bob's voice. But that's the part of Bob that legend kind of glosses over, right? Peter Tosh is credited with vocals on some of these songs. So you're probably right, Aaron. It's not the bass player, Family Man. 400 Barrett. years. He, he was the writing. He's got the writing credit on 400 years. Next next up, guys, you know I love train songs. Stop That Train. Oh, this song. Such Another song. Peter Tosh one. We should have been doing this one yesterday. Based on this one's good too, isn't it? Yeah. This is probably my, this or maybe the opener were my favorite on the album. Listen, Bob Marley wants two things. He wants freedom for all men, created equal in the eyes of God. And he wants to deep dick somebody and he wants to do it soon. These are some of the horniest songs you're ever going to hear. This, really? there, there is so much horny stuff. Baby, we've got a date. I'm just going for coffee or something. Can I ask a question? No, you just did. I'll, I'll wait till the music stops. Just, I don't know if it needs to be. I don't know enough about this. Is Harry Belafonte, Banana Boat, does that song before or after? Did that sound similar to you guys at all or not? That would have been before. Yeah, uh, that would have been before. How, how do you define, I mean, is it Calypso versus reggae? Is it, I mean, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. Russell, that's from 19, the, the Deo is from 1956. So that's way before this. That's almost 20, 17 years before this. Okay, so that's definitely, there's some influence on. But I, I think, I think Matt makes a world, good right? point. Yeah. When it's, he is mixing, I think, a little bit of Calypso into that reggae sound. Play the Banana Boat song and then come back and listen to this and just, See if you hear the similarity or not. This, All right, now go back, go back and listen to that song. That's Baby, song. we've got a date. That song, by the way, made me so scared of tarantulas and my bananas for years. <laughs> years. I think you're onto something, Russell. Do you hear it or not? Yes. Is it slower? Or that, is that what it is? Maybe I don't know what it is. Well, the bass line is similar, but on the Belafonte song, the bass line is played by the drums, right? Like it's the, the, the singer. Daylight come. I can see it totally. Because you know well, what? I mean, there's no way they wouldn't have heard that song, right? Like, oh it's no, a big song. Yeah. And you know what the thing is about those black tarantulas? They were highly deadly. That was the one thing you knew about them. They were highly deadly. What the hell is he talking about, guys? The lyrics in the song where he goes, highly deadly. Oh my God, you don't even know Deo as well as I do. That's embarrassing for you. Music. I thought you were a music hide, major. Hide the deadly. It's not highly deadly. It's I, they deadly. Matt? Deo. <laughs> Uh-oh, we have a lyric disagreement here, folks. Hide the deadly black tarantula. Like hide, like hide and seek. Hide the deadly black tarantula. You're telling me my whole life I was scared of black tarantulas when that was a game they were playing with bananas? Yeah. This is a what my parents lied to me about, I think. Bananas. This is it. <laughs> and now we know. That's terrible. Know my dad was like, look out for those black tarantulas. They're highly deadly. 
Uh, stir it up. This is one of the greatest starts to a song ever, I think. And now there what are multiple versions of this one, right? Because this is the London version. Yep. This is the one I believe I, I had a misheard lyric on the, the greatest hits one on this one. I don't remember what it was, but I did not think it was Stir It Up. I thought it was I would, cereal or something. I would never turn this song off. This was probably in my top 10 songs I would ever want to listen to, right? Like, it's just, just perfect. It's a perfect song. It's in a great mood. It's yeah, an awesome song. It's extremely flawed on the list because we're hearing it for a second time. On yes. Agree. Should never Agree have that. And Agree I'll tell that. you. If you would have asked me my junior year of high school, which is the greatest guitar solo of all time, I would have said Stir It Up. I believe that for a long time. It's a great guitar solo. It's just... This is one of the greatest guitar solos ever. I'm standing by that again. Listen to this. And this is the one that was dubbed in later, right? I think we went over all this on Legend. I think you're right. But it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Next up, Kinky Reggae. voice is so young here. I went right to this song, right? Because obviously it's called Kinky Reggae. <laughs> Rob, one of my favorite bits that you listen to, all your, that you do on this thing, is talk about all your kinks and then you shame everybody else's yeah, kinks all the time. Kinks. No Love shaming. Kinks. So I thought we'd come up with a list of oh, the best. Oh, a kink list. So, kink list? A kink list. Songs that talk about I can't, Rob's favorite kinks. This new system, I can't figure out how to stop the song. So weird. Can you hit the stop button up there right next to it? Right, right before stop the button, kinks? Stop button. Let's see. See where the kinks is? Can you hit stop? Uh, that's how we get to the yeah. It says kinks in red. Yeah. Is that a stop button right, yeah. right there? Yeah. So I didn't write down too much background. Russell always does great work on the background and who's saying what, and what time they were, what year they were, all that stuff. So I just thought we would listen and celebrate the kink on this list. So this is the greatest songs about kinks? Nah, I wouldn't say the greatest songs. The best ones I could come up with about different kinks Matt, that people have. Don't talk about yourself like that. This is the greatest list about kinks I've ever heard. Matt, did okay. you know my kink is actually listening to lists about songs <laughs> about kinks? <laughs> about kinks, yeah. There you go. My kink no, is no shaming. My kink is editing <laughs> bits about lists about kinks. So yes. it might take a while for me to get this episode back to you guys. I have to admit, I don't know how Aaron? to pronounce this band's names, what? but <laughs> it's Do you the song I touch myself by the Divinals. 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 Anybody know how to say it? I've always pronounced it. No, but it's a great song. This is a wonderful piece. Can you believe this was played on the radio? Right. What if a woman said this to you? When I think about you, I would explode. I mean, Jesus Christ. Aaron, what are, are those socks? What's hanging from your ceiling right now? Oh, what a swim that? shirt. Oh, okay. so right. we haven't even discussed. Uh, this is the new uh, laundry rack situation. Oh, so it's Aaron's it sitting under the a, laundry right now. Yeah, it's a rack that sits on top of the washing machine. We don't hang it from the ceiling anymore. Aaron's zooming in on all the bras. Aaron. Yeah, that's Wallace's well, swim shirt. Sorry, <laughs> you don't Matt. need to see all, all the great. bras. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, second song, another ex just excellent song I'm, by I Devo. Just, I have to go back, oh, Matt. If a woman said okay. that to me, when I think about you, I yep. touch myself. Forget I it. I would go. I would go hire a person to make a gravestone for me. I would then put the gravestone in the cemetery. I would dig a grave and I would jump in and then I would cover myself up because nothing would be better than At that. At least give us the, the podcast password first. And the tombstone would say, 
when she thought about him, she touched herself. <laughs> and I had a lot of good bits. That would funeral. be a pretty great tombstone. Like people, yeah, that just, right? like when Aaron's wandering through graveyards or whatever he does, <laughs> looking for like he just sees it, he'd be like, damn, damn, damn. That guy must've had it going. <laughs> Matt, Matt doesn't want to get involved. It makes me think somebody has said this to him. I sick. I was, uh, no, I, there are stories about what? friends oh. of ours on the text chain and what a little bit divergent, but you know, we'll what am I missing it. here? Well, well, I, I swear we brought it up before. We'll have to bring it up on the after podcast. Right. Nobody else knows about it. All right. Let's talk about this. Next song. Keep it recording. Devo. Whip it. So now we're getting into Rob's kinks. This is, this is where we start really getting into Rob's kinks yep. here. Yeah. Let's get into it. Now whip it. Oh yeah. Shape it up. I feel like this is a Rob song too. Like these guys, these guys are definitely like they might be giants adjacent. This big time. And I should say, all of these, we should, all of these uh, music videos, Rob, we could easily do. Oh yeah. Our music video check in or whatever, but like this is one. They're all dressed up as like robots, and and you know what's pretty. You know what's crazy about the guy who's saying this? He's like a world renowned. He's like Trent Reznor. He's like a world renowned film score guy. Mark Mothersbaugh. He does like all of uh, what's the guy the Rushmore director. He does all those albums. Oh, does really? all that music. He's like a super famous film guy now. And, and at one point, he wrote a song called "Whip It, Whip It Good, Into Shape, Straightforward, Move Ahead." I know all the lyrics. It's pathetic. Hey, these are my OR pants. Oh, oh, oh are they? Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Rob, are you sure you know the lyrics? Do we? Let's not. We, <laughs> lyric yeah. check theater. Move that forward. Then it said, oh, no, I don't. The next one is definitely a Rob King. Definitely not a Rosie King, yeah. but definitely a Rob King. Mm-hmm. So the original song by Nancy Sinatra. Go ahead and play it, Rob. These boots are made for walking. Oh. <laughs> These boots are made such a good song but when I heard this you know and I'm googling trying to get the things all set up obviously I don't know if you guys remember Dukes of Hazard from like 2000 2001 where Jessica Just Simpson, Simpson was in it all yeah, of a sudden again oh. <laughs> video we should watch so go ahead hit, hit the next one there Rob quick is this your kink the Jessica Simpson these boots are made for walking man no, I mean this video. Yeah, this video is, your is pretty daring. Her singing this song, not so much compared to Nancy okay. Sinatra. Okay, can, can I just point something out? Matt's talking about jacking off for this video. He was 20, 20 when this video came out. That's too old. That's too old. Too old. Twenty too old. Twenty's too old. Jacking off the music videos at twenty. What's the cutoff? <laughs> yeah, asking for a friend. Seventeen. Right? Yeah, I'm asking Eight, for seventeen, a eighteen. Yeah. 42, man. I, I was going to ask you guys if I should get rid of these VHS tapes. I'm thinking I better. Huh? <laughs> 65 minutes. Yeah. And I, I know that I, I believe this next song has been on, if not once, maybe two or even three times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Russell probably has a way of finding it really, really quick. But just to go back to Roosters and L&M and then, you know... I mean, why this song doesn't pop up every time Rob starts talking about laying down. So, two things. Number one, this is the song that the guy there at karaoke place would close with or would uh, sing every night. And he was missing a lot of teeth, which which we thought was hilarious at the time. We we thought it was just the best. He he replaced Clarence Carter's name in the song with his own name. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Rooster. Rooster. Oh, Rooster. <laughs> Meanwhile, my song, Backdoor Rob, it's not getting any traction. Nobody wants right. to hear it. That's a bit on Backdoor Santa. All right, Santa, so the last anyway. one probably truly is a kink for all of our 
significant others because they're not really, I mean, they're not really with us. For Matt, if I can interrupt you quick. Oh, yeah, that go, that go was ahead. on the list of the best songs ever where one person played all the instruments. I believe Clarence oh Carter played God. all the instruments. Oh, wow. Stroke at Clarence Carter. Can I also say this? Yeah. Stroke so fast. If, if Listen, if stroking is a kink, yep. <laughs> I don't want to be right. No, stroking to the east, stroking to the it, you know. If you really dive left, into the song, that's true. Just stroking. I mean, it's, it's everything that's involved with the stroke. It's true. If you're stroking to the left and to the right, I mean, he's a yeah. gentleman. What are you doing? There you go. So this this it, next it one, this is for probably <laughs> you know, if not all of our significant others, you know, probably most of the. I don't know if we should say that most of the females that are listening to this podcast because oh they're not listening to this podcast for our good looks. Right? Huh? So go ahead and play the song. She blinded me with science. So this is a so this is a, a kink. There's a kink called sapiosexual. What? Where you are finding intelligence, sexually attractive and arousing. Oh, and so that's nice. pretty sure. much us, right? I mean we are yeah. super oh, smart people. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that that's the that's the hit the nail on the, the head, man. True kink we've got on there is the sapiosexual. I don't believe that sapiosexuals exist. I think it's just like they're into really hot people that aren't complete morons. I think that's the standard. There you go. That was that was my oh, list. Great list. Not man. as good as Russell. Love the Russell. Kinks. Love the kink list. Tough to, hey, tough to live up to. Hey, trust me, on those dating apps, I message every woman who ever said she was a sapiosexual. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Russell, it sounds like somebody's call? trying to call the hello, podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Two rings. Hello. <laughs> Russell, it's me, Albert Einstein. And I'm Albert, calling from the grave to tell you that you are wrong. Yeah, this isn't good, is it? Because <laughs> MC Squared, they love to suck my balls. I was deep dicking my friend's wife. <laughs> they love me because I'm the smartest. This might have to get cut out. <laughs> I died of COVID. Goodbye. All right, so. You guys didn't like my Albert Einstein impression? I thought That's it was a great so list, man. A lot of kinks yeah. there. A lot of kinks. kinks. There's kinks. a lot of songs about kinks, as you can imagine. Charm, I hate to tell you, we are not quitting the podcast. We are shutting this down. <laughs> Nobody laughs at my Albert Einstein bit. Very bad. <laughs> Russell, I demand you write that down on our list of best bits. We were we were celebrating the sapiosexual, though. I like that, man. <laughs> no more trouble. It's like me in my car when it sounds too high. All the notes sound too high. No more treble, please. It's true. I want to find someone who has a kink for people who get them Hamilton tickets and then let them oh. use that as a free pass to have other subsequent mess ups. That's sick, Russell. That's something you would find through the hole in the wall at the gas station. That's Whoa. a sick kink right there. Now I can't edit that out. Midnight Ravers. You know, so you guys are talking about, you know, there's the whalers, right? Now there's like two sets of, maybe even three sets of whalers. And there's all sorts of people trying. So the whalers came to First Ave a couple of years ago. Mm. I think I talked about it in the podcast. You mentioned that and, once, yeah. And uh, one of our pastor friends and I went uh, oh, and right. saw the whalers, right? And I was trying. So then I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, who was any of them actually part of the actual whalers? Mm-hmm. And no, none of oh, them no. were. So no, the I drummers. Thought- I thought yeah. this was, I thought it was the drummer's like dad. 
So the drummer and the guy who's kind of running the band is Ashton Barrett Jr. Oh, the bass player. the good. son of, yeah, the, the bass player. What's the bass oh, player? No. Could have been any one of his like 42 <laughs> sons, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so he's the one who still keep, you know, I think the bassist, what's his name, Rob? I'm sorry. I Family it. Man Barrett is all I know. Family Man Barrett. Yeah. He must have had some claim to the name the Whalers, right? And so now his son has got it. And so there's at least two like prominent Whalers, the Whalers groups out there. And so if they ever come to your town, just make sure you're kind of doing a little bit of research to figure out which of the Whalers you're going to. Well, I'll tell you, did you enjoy the show though? I did. It was yeah. great. And there wasn't a lot of people. It was that first ad? Wasn't a lot of people. So you could do a little dancing. It was, it was good. Did it get you out of any mistakes? Listen, Matt, here's the With thing. Charlie? Do you know who my least favorite whalers are? Who? The Japanese. Stop killing those humpback whales. Right. Did you ever watch that show on... <laughs> who, who's, who's that... Uh, oh, God, what's it called? It's on, like... The most Dangerous Discovery Catch? Channel or whatever. No, but there's this group of, like, environmentalists, right, who are out there, and they buy a ship, and they go, and all they do is try to, like, chase down the whale killers, mm-hmm. and they put all, like, these sounds, and I don't know. We do you, cut that do you think out. at any point those guys were chasing the whalers, and they were like, wait a minute. I misread the ship. Yeah. This is the whaler's oh, cruise. Oh, oh. I'm on here for three months. <laughs> I actually have a whaler a whaler story for you guys. Nice. Wait, I who? used to work at a, at a liquor store, and we got this new kind of rum in called Whaler's Rum. And so they put it up on the shelf, and the salesperson came in, and they told the people that worked at the store, they're like, "Hey, if you guys can sell like 50 bottles of this, I'll I'll give you a T-shirt for every 50 bottles you sell." So we're like, fuck yeah, I want a t-shirt. So like when people would come in, they'd go to get like Captain Morgan or some type of rum. And every time we'd go be like, you got to try this Whaler's rum. It's like the new thing. It's the best rum out there. And we just sold the shit out of that Whaler's rum. And you I never had it shirt? in my life, but I got like three, four t-shirts out of it. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone ever come back for a second bottle? No. Russell, no. that makes <laughs> That makes me ill because I trust those liquor store guys. When they say that something is good and like, oh, God. I trust them. And now you're making me doubt myself. Yeah, that aftershock with the crystals in it, it's perfect for oh, me, Rob. That's oh. what you're looking for. I've got oh. 50 bottles of Goldschlager and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's supposed to get me out Lula's of a lot of mistakes. You got to try it. Listen, okay, guys, we have to get to the Listen. rating system. Of course, we are talking about the list. We are in the 140s. This is our third Bob Marley and the Whalers or... Our first, the Whalers album, if you want to think about it like that. So maybe that's a cool thing we could do. Uh, is this, okay, the perfect, is this a welcome to the jungle? Okay, that would be a rolling bone. That it, This should be higher on the list. This was so good. It was like welcome to the jungle. That would be great. Is this a bungle in the jungle? Very bad. That's a rolling oh, groan. Okay. Or is this a concrete jungle just where it should be? It's perfect. Well, no, that's not actually. It's like Delaware. Okay. I think of something good or bad about Delaware. You can't do it. That is a rolling, well-toned, just like Delaware, the state. Perfect. You almost never hear about it unless you're doing those lullacies that Russell's talking about. Guaranteed investor voting rights for certain major, major <laughs> investor decisions is great. You have to have an annual meeting in that state. It's fantastic. Hey, Charm, just to let you know, this is, this is good having you on the podcast. I'll see you later. I know you just turned it off. After talking, Russell actually talking about what is good about Delaware. You can, you can fight with your, your partner about that, Charm. There's no way Charm is still the end of this one. What do you think about this album? Now, remember, this is 1973. This is another early one. Uh, Russell, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown to, to Catch a Fire. 
We've done, this is our third Bob Marley album. Well, yes. Yeah. Or the first Whalers album. I, I'm, I'm lumping them together. To me, it's, I want to hear more stuff. Three albums from Bob Marley or the Whalers um, with repeat songs from what we've heard before is a little too much for me. I love some of the songs, Concrete Jungle, what's it, Stir It Up. Some of them are fantastic, but for me, some of the songs are too slow. They feel like they drag a little bit for me. So I enjoy the music. I could listen to it and have it on in the background and enjoy it and relax to it. But I don't think I'm going to come back and listen to Bob Marley over and over. So if we had one amazing album of his in the top 150 here, I'd love it. Two is fine. Three for me is too much. So I'm going to say Rolling Groan. Uh, All right. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone or Rolling Groan? I pretty much right in line with Russell. You know, I this is probably if you take away the greatest hits and again, Mm -hmm. Legend shouldn't be on it because it's the greatest hits, right? You know, so I'm I'm gonna stick with that one. Um, maybe this is better than the first one we heard. You know, I don't know. So to but this it's too much Bob Marley, too much the whaler, you know, too much of this uh band, however you want to say it, uh, for the top 140. So I'm gonna say rolling groaned only on principle that I would like one or two would be great, three is just too much. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? You guys are totally right. It's too much Bob Marley, but at the same time, I feel like I can never have too much Bob Marley. I do Fair. love I love this album. Um, I think Kaya might actually be better, but I love this album. And uh, it's silly that Legend is up there, um, but we already discussed that. So I'm going to give this one a rolling well-toned. On May 11th, 1980, two days before my birthday. The world mourned the passing of one of the greatest reggae stars ever, Bob Marley. And that's how my speech started that won me two separate Best Speech Awards in two different grades. (laughs) That's how it started. Okay, great. I still have it memorized. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. What? This gets a rolling reggae introduction. This is it. This is the album. It was the album after this that had to... uh, uh, I shot the sheriff on it. it. And then everyone went back and listened to this album. And this is what started to get reggae to spread across the nation all the way from California, the golden mountains of California, all the way to the tax sheltered uh, business. George Russell, say some stuff. I don't know much about LLCs. <laughs> to Delaware. If you, have to, if, if, you, if you make distributions that more are more than your expenses, investors may have to return those distributions for an up to a three-year period after the distribution was made. We enable salute you, Delaware. <laughs> also, my business needs sex toys from uh, Walgreens for some reason. That's why they're deductible. If you are going to waive your fiduciary duty in Delaware, you must expressly waive it in an LLC agreement. It is just, it is otherwise the duty of good faith and fair dealing and loyalty are implied. This feels like we should do this more often. Hey, Matt, I got your, I got your kick for you, Matt. I got it coming over here. There you go. Guys, we should put this podcast Maryland, in a LLC. A lot of people have been forming in Maryland lately. Oh my what, God, I cannot the, do this. We got to move Maryland. on. Next up. <laughs> those would be, those would be Maryland's, Maryland is very favorable for corporations, specifically REITs, which will go. pass through if you make distributions of 90% of your income, not you taxable. To. You're required to. Yeah. Required to right. if you want this a tax favorable treatment. Th- when Russ is talking about this in bed with you at night and you're like, I swear to God, my hooker had a different job earlier. You <laughs> <laughs> seem to have had a business before this. Very specific. Uh, next up. Hey, 
would would this conversation ruin my? I just bought Hamilton tickets the other no. night. <laughs> no, you're good. You're totally no, you're good. good. That's Russell. Right. Guess what, Russell? I, you know what? We were just kidding because of you bought those tickets. You can do two yeah. weeks of whatever you want, Russell. That's what okay. I thought. You're off the hook. You go wild out. Raw dog life, my friend. Next up, this is an album that got me thinking about talking animals. I wonder if my dog would watch me making love to my wife and say, that's not the style I would do it. It's Doolittle by the Pixies. Oh, Doolittle? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. When you want to hear animals. about the greatest album Talk to the animals, walk animals. with the animals, make like sweet love to my wife like the animals. Is that Hamilton, Russell? Is that like a lot like Hamilton? Hello? Got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Hello. Hello. Hey, baby. Oh, this is wow. the big bopper calling, baby, and I heard you love my bit, so I wanted to stop in and say hello, baby. But, baby, hey, you know ba- what I'm. What, baby? You saying something to me, baby? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Bopper. I did. I didn't mean to lead you down a path. Why don't you talk about what you called for? Well, baby, I just wanted to say, just like some people on this podcast, Big Bopper is also dating, baby. Do you want to see who I'm dating up here? Yeah. Are you hooking? Yes, it, 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 it's me, Albert Einstein. Oh, no. You hung up on me earlier, but uh, Big Bopper is also a sapiosexual. He loves making sweet love to me. And for those of you watching on YouTube, Albert Einstein makes the same hand motions as Macho Man Randy Savage. So I don't really know. <laughs> Shit gets weird up there. Yeah. yeah I might want to retry this. Two rigs here. Oh, what? Hello. Oh, yeah. E <laughs> equals MC squared, baby. When you condense space time, you will not only, if you travel towards the speed of light, you will get actually time will slow down for you, baby. Oh, yeah. But you know what time doesn't slow down for? Corridor. The human arc- apocalypse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I am going to rain down on you a human apocalypse. I'm going to get in my heaven jeep and drive through these clouds. Nothing could possibly go wrong now. Are we already procrastinating the end of the episode? We have another one to (laughs) Ding. (laughs) That would be a bummer. You know how they always say like, oh, I bet Jimi Hendrix is up there playing guitar. What if Macho Man is up there driving a jeep? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The one thing I always love to do. (laughs) 